Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll remind you that your life story can help and inspire others to find their purpose. I'll also be interviewing Harriet Tinka, who is described as a superwoman and a woman who wears many hats. She is a perfect example of finding a need in the community and filling it. Her story today will inspire you and motivate you to share how you too have overcome your personal obstacles to help those around you. For more information about Harriet, please visit empoweredme.ca. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Your personal story. We've all seen movies where the character overcomes so many obstacles, and at the end of that movie, we are so inspired and motivated. Other times, we read inspirational books about people who have experienced so many horrific things and how they've become a pillar in their community. Did you realize, though, that you too have a powerful story? Yes, we may not have experienced all those traumatic things or powerful things that many of those movie characters or characters in the book experienced. However, you have experienced things that can help the people around you. One of the beautiful things about Lifeology is we all have lessons to learn and lessons to teach. Lifeology is actually a literary term, which basically means it's the study of life. And in that study of life, we believe that every person has a story that has an impact. One thing to really consider is it doesn't have to be this huge topic or huge theme. It can be something as simple as how you overcame road rage or your kids were yelling and screaming, and what did you do to be able to find your center or be able to get through that particular moment? Another thing to consider is it doesn't mean we always do the, quote, healthy thing. When we tell our story, we can tell people what we did that did not work. So it gives them insight to say, ah, okay, well, if James did this and it didn't work, if I were to do that, or have I done something like that before, did it work for me? So that's why it's so important to look at your life and recognize that you have so many life lessons to teach others and people have so many life lessons to teach you. When you're around your friends and you recognize something they're saying or something they're experiencing, if it's appropriate, offer what you've experienced. Because in that, we are all the same, meaning we are all growing and developing together. So if you recognize some pitfalls you experienced and how you overcame it, or you ask them what did they do that worked and what did they do that did not work regarding your current situation, you'll find that you both exponentially grow because in that we're looking at healthy ways to transform our lives. One of the things about Lifeology is I really help you recognize that it's important to work smarter and not harder. Meaning if we don't utilize the people around us or even share our own wisdom, then unfortunately we will have to work harder because we'll engage in unhealthy behaviors or unhealthy thought patterns that take away from the healthy, proactive choices we could make. So that's why it's so important to share your story. So once again, we may not be these famous inspirational people, but we all have life lessons to teach and life lessons to learn. 
I have a fantastic interview today with Harriet Tinka. She experienced so many powerful things in her life, and you're going to hear how one little girl inspired her to share her story. So stay tuned. If you're anything like me, you love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. My guest today is Harriet Tinka, who is described as a superwoman and a woman who wears many hats. She is a perfect example of finding a need in the community and filling it. Her students know her as a powerhouse role model who makes being genuine the most powerful thing of all. She's here today to discuss her best-selling book she co-wrote with Dr. Alan Leica, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, that focuses on 13 golden pearls of self-empowerment that will enhance anyone's life. Welcome to my show, Harriet. Oh, thank you, James. I'm very excited to be here and have a dialogue with you. I am really looking forward to this as well. I had the pleasure of interviewing your co-author, Dr. Alan Leica. So my listeners definitely go to jamesmillerlifeology.com and in the radio directory there, you can scroll down to see this show, Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life with Dr. Alan Leica. And you can hear his version of his book. And now we get to talk with the fantastic Harriet Tinker who co-authored that with him. Oh, yes. I'm excited. <laughs> I am as well. You have done so many wonderful things. I really love your, your brand and what you do. You, you focus specifically on empowering young women and women of, of all ages, really. And that's something I love because when you look at your background, you were a professional model and growing up in the business of how you can continually be judged based on how you look and how you, and how you walk, et cetera, that can be very overwhelming. So you took your scrutiny that you went under and now you've created a brand that helps women and, and individuals just overcome any insecurities they may have. Oh, you bet. That was so important to me because I know when I was in the modeling industry, you're always being told you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of being disempowered and you had to overcome that. And I went through the ups and downs. And there's, of course, advantages of being in the modeling industry, but there's also disadvantages. Yes. So I took all the disadvantages and made something of it. And I share my message with young girls so that they can also feel empowered. Yeah, that is incredible. I remember uh, when I was uh, 18, 19 years old, I, was, I had a, um, an agent as well, a modeling agent. And I had, to, and I was in a really, really good shape. I mean, really good shape at that time. And so when they, when they had me um, be fitted for something, my agent was like, you know, you, you're a little too big for this. And so they just went and said everything about it, but it wasn't my, phys now I realize it wasn't necessarily my physique. It was more of the, they're looking for someone who was just incredibly skinny. But at the time, the way I heard it was, I'm too big here, I'm too big there. And it was really hard for me because being a, a chubby little boy and then all of a sudden losing all that to become a fitness model and then to be told something, I was like, whoa. And it was, it was a time in my life when I really had to say, okay, what is your truth? And so mm -hmm. I shortly after that got out of that business. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so very much for me. And then I went into yeah. the acting part of it, but I, I really want to hear your story. So as a professional model, what was that like for you? Oh, it was wonderful. I was always booked mm -hmm. and it was, uh, I was doing 
if you know a lot about modeling, if you don't know, I, I was doing showroom modeling. Oh, great. Uh-huh. I was doing fitting modeling and mm-hmm. I was running runway as well as print. Mm-hmm. So the experience was great. I was always booked. I I met so many people, visited different countries. You get to talk to, to people with different cultures, but you also begin to be very grateful. Yes. Because you see yourself in this fashion industry where there's a lot of abundance of everything. And then as you go out of that modeling industry and you just get into the real world, like you're doing your day-to-day work, especially when I would go on my own vacation, mm-hmm. I'd always see people who really, they're not, they're not all about beauty. They're all yeah. not about glamour. They're about just making ends meet. Yes. So really, that's when I started seeing my journey begin to focus on different paths. Mm. And I said, wow, this probably is not really for me. I yeah. love and I appreciated the modeling industry. If I wasn't in the modeling industry, I don't think I would appreciate sure. what I have today. Yeah. So it was a great experience and there's absolutely no regrets. I loved it. And that's, I think that's wonderful when you see that people are people who have quote day-to-day problems as far as looking at how to make ends meet. But then also there's other people who the the materialistic or the external factors, just they didn't really care about that. And more in the sense of it was just living life, loving people, laughing, joking. And it wasn't about a presentation. And I think that is such a, a big lesson, I think, for all of us as to how to enjoy life with what's in front of you um, and not have to focus on things that are that we're trying to keep up with the Joneses or try to look a certain way to because that's what society says. Yeah, that's so true. That's so important. And that's where gratitude kicks in. Mm, yes. That's so important. Being grateful for the little things that you have already. Yes. When you were 19, something tragic happened to you. You bet. Yeah, I had uh, just retired from the modeling industry. And I said to, to myself, I promised my parents after I retired from the modeling industry, I was going to go to university and get a formal education. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I went and I registered at the university here in Canada. And it was at the university where I befriended a fellow student, mm-hmm. having absolutely no idea that his attraction to me was a psychological trap that was oh, disguised gosh. as love that later on would turn out to be deadly. Oh my gosh. And I was your typical victim of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. I was young, I was naive, and I had no clue of the signs or patterns of an abusive relationship. And most people don't. Yeah, you can't, you can't tell. You just trust this person. You're vulnerable enough. And I started to trust him. And as I got to know him, he started being very abusive. Mm-hmm. But I was confusing that for love. Mm-hmm. He would hit me. He would yell at me. He would be very disempowering. But later on, he would apologize. Yeah. It's that cycle of violence. Yes. Yeah. I, th- I thought, oh, everything is good. He apologized. So I would accept him back. And he, ke- he just kept going on and on and on. And I know most people often say, so especially if you're in a domestic violence situation, why didn't you leave? But usually you don't leave for two reasons. There's that sense of fear because you don't know if you, you can make it on your own. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is self-esteem. You don't yeah. really think you can do better. He's the yeah. only one who can. And he made me think that. He said, you know, you should never leave me because I'm the only man who would ever love you. Wow. So his abusive patterns got worse and worse. I decided to go talk to the police and see what I could do. Unfortunately, they said there's absolutely nothing they can do. The only thing they can do is offer me a restraining order. And that's a document that basically stops the stalker from coming near you. 
Mm-hmm. So when he said when they said that, I was quite happy. I said, "Good, at least I have something that's going to stop him from coming close to me." So I went on with my life. It was uh, one particular evening. I was at the university studying, getting ready for my project. I looked at the time and it was getting late. So I said, "Oh, I better go go home and just get some rest for the following day." So I got out of the library and I walked to my apartment. It was only five minutes away because I was on campus. I got into the elevator, but I was so busy looking for my keys. I wasn't really paying attention to my surrounding. And behind me, I had a voice and somebody strangling me on my neck as hard as possible. And it was him. He said, Harriet, how dare you get this restraining order against me? Don't you know that I'm the only man who'd ever love you? And when I heard that, I started to scream. So he got really scared that I was screaming. So he took his shoes off took his socks off and he stuffed the socks right in my mouth to silence me so that I wouldn't make any noise. And then he grabbed me out of the elevator and he pushed me into his vehicle. So we started driving. And as we were driving, he's yelling and he's screaming and he's saying, how could you do this to us? Our relationship is wonderful. And as we were driving, he he saw a telephone booth and he looked at it and he said, Harriet, you need to get out of the vehicle and go call your parents. Because this will be the last time they'll ever hear from you. Oh, my gosh. And I looked at him. I said, no. So he got very angry. How dare I say no to him? And he said, okay, Harriet, I'm going to say this one more time. I need you to get out of the car and go call your parents. Because in the back of my car, I have a rope, a knife, and gasoline. I am going to wrap your body up with a rope, cut your body in pieces, and set gasoline all over you, and nobody will ever find you. Oh my gosh. So he said, with that in mind, are you going to call your parents? I said, no. That made him even more furious. The second no was worse than the first one. So he reached over the glove compartment, took out a knife, and he stabbed me two times on my left leg. And there was blood gushing everywhere. So even today, I have absolutely no idea how I got from that point in the vehicle to the hospital. Mm. So when I woke up, I opened my eyes and there was the doctor and my father and those police and media in the waiting room. So the doctor told my father that the stab wound was so deep, my bone was chipped. And chances are I might never walk again. So when I heard that news, I was absolutely shocked. It wasn't too long ago, I was on the runway, walking Mm -hmm. the runway full of confidence. And now I was a cripple and depressed. So the only thing that separated the two was my trauma. And I started feeling sorry for myself. I said, why me? Why would this happen to me? Most people say that, yes, of course. Yeah, you start to question yourself. But I realized that's going to do me no good. I needed to start healing. So the doctor recommended maybe I start physio to see how it's going to work. So I did just that. And it was one afternoon, I was in the waiting room, waiting to get for my physio. And a little girl on a wheelchair just comes in, wheeling in in a wheelchair, full of so much joy. Mm. But I looked at her with the corner of my eye and I said, please don't come talk to me. I'm not in the mood. (laughs) Go away. Let me know that God of the universe has something planned (laughs) for us. (laughs) Yeah, I said, go away. I don't want to talk to you. But of course, she pushed herself and she kept talking, asking me why I'm here. And I, I tried, you know, I gave her one or two 
answers and hoping she'll go away, but she would not leave me alone. She was so tenacious. So eventually I had to share my story with her. I told her what had happened, but in a version where a nine-year-old could understand. Sure, of course. And she looked at me and her eyes, her green eyes were so big. And she said, wow, you need to use that story to make a difference in the world. Oh my gosh, she's nine years old? Nine years old. Yeah, I said, oh my goodness. Where did she get this wisdom? So I asked her, what are you talking about? Where, where, why would you say something like that? She told me that in their family, what they did, they always shared stories. And every story that you shared, you had to share with the world. So it's kind of like a ripple effect. Oh, so when wow. I told her that story, she said, you should share that with the world because people could learn from it. So I looked at her and I asked her why she was in a wheelchair. She said, well, it wasn't too long ago. Her parents and her were driving to go to a dance recital and she was super excited because it was going to be one of her best competition mm. unfortunately there was a head-on collision oh and gosh. both her parents died so now she was motherless fatherless and homeless yet she had so much joy so much gratitude and i asked her why she had she exuded such joy she said well i'm happy to be alive i'm grateful because I know my parents would want me to be happy. Mm. So when she said that, I thought my story was nothing compared to her. Wow. But life is not about comparing stories, Billy. It's about what you do with what happens. So when she said that, I said to myself, maybe I needed to do something about it. But at the time, I didn't really... I wanted to focus on my healing. Mm-hmm. So it was later on as I life as I healed and I got better, I started connecting the dots because life is about connecting yes. connecting the dots from the back, from the past. Mm-hmm. So I did that and I I just thought about what she had said and I started my own business called Empowered Me, which is about empowering young people to be the truest version of themselves. Yes. And I was beautiful. using my experiences to help everybody that came into my program. So when I was doing all of that, it was later on, I was nominated to be for an award. And Dr. Laika was a spot. He was, he's a big philanthropist and mm-hmm. he was giving back he's to amazing, the community. Yeah. He is. So he was one of the biggest sponsors for this event called YWCA, Women of Distinction. Mm. And he was recognizing women in the community who had made a difference. There was trailblazers, there was astronauts, there was scientists. Oh my gosh, so there was wow. a different, Yeah, it was a great oh, I event. I love this. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome just being surrounded with all these women who have done so much in the community. And I was honored to be among them. Just to be nominated to me was a huge deal. That is huge. So the category I was nominated under was Turning Point. So that's basically what you had used your life to make a difference in the world. So there was a lot of about 15 women or so in that category. Wow. Luckily, I was the recipient of that award. That is amazing, Harriet. So I was so honored. I got excited and I got the opportunity to meet Dr. Laika. So I did meet him after the event. I asked him for lunch. And I often remind him that I paid for his lunch. (laughs) Don't (laughs) forget I paid for your lunch. So we met (laughs) and... um, and we talked about, he, he told me his stories and I shared my story. And and we said, perhaps one day we should write a book. And that was almost six years ago. So here we are, we wrote the book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life with 13 Golden Pearls Within that we discovered. 
what an incredible story. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm just so blown away hearing that. The funny thing is, is re- just reflecting on that little girl saying you have to tell your story and you speak so well. You have this natural gift for just just speaking. So as I'm hearing this, I was so enraptured in this story. I want to go back and ask you a couple of things. So I know my listeners right now are going to say, well, what happened to the ex? So what, what happened to this guy? So what happened to him? He was, uh, after that happened, we went through the whole court case, you know, trying to figure out what, what he did to me, if he was, if he's supposed to go to jail or not. Anyway, they gave him uh, three months in jail. But because he had served a couple of months, he ended up only doing a month in jail. Oh my gosh. Wow. And the worst part is his mother blamed me for his behavior. Of course. He said it was all my fault that his son did that. Wow. Wow. And that's, Mm -hmm. you can just see the pathology, and no offense to that family, but you, Mm -hmm. as a psychologist or psychotherapist, you can hear the the pathology in that family system. And we won't give Mm -hmm. them any more, any more radio time because it's not about that, but I know my listeners (laughs) would have asked that, but I do want to focus Mm -hmm. on this. So for how long was your, um, was your recovery? It was almost two years. Oh my gosh, Harriet. Yeah, just to be completely yeah. being able to walk and also to get it out of my system. And actually, I never really seeked uh, professional help, and mm-hmm. I probably should have, because, um, uh, and I, it's probably just a cultural thing, because I grew up in uh, in Kenya, and we weren't really raised to go see psychologists sure, when yeah. something happens. So it was more cultural. And mm-hmm. I wish I had done that, because it took me my, that long to heal, yeah. because it's always good to share your your journey with somebody who's professional who can help you and give you tools. Exactly. And I didn't do that. Yeah. And just kind of um, clarifying what she said, a physio is a, is a physical therapist for those of you who don't know what that is in the United States. Mm-hmm. So she went through mm-hmm. physical therapy is what she was talking about. So for you, this little girl said this thing to you, was that the impetus or was that the beginning of you saying, I'm going to take this, this, this event that was a stumbling block and turn it into a stepping stone? I think at that point when she told me it was, she planted a seed in me, mm-hmm. but I was in a different place. I was yeah. trying to get better. I was trying to learn, but I still kept it in my system. And I often thought about what she had said. Wow. And it wasn't later on that I realized, oh my goodness, what she said makes so much sense. She That's is amazing. basically my guardian angel. Mm. She was in my illusion. So to really see my future. I love so that. it was kind of, it was meant to be. Yeah. Tell me more. We only have a few more minutes, but tell me more about Empowered Me in the sense of what are the different services that you offer to help inspire and empower girls and women? Empowered Me is all about basically having people come into the program and having the self-awareness, self-love, self. It's all about the Mm self-series and emotional intelligence, just teaching young girls to to be aware of their emotions and to not let other people's dialogue set into their system. Because wow. other people's opinion should never be your reality. Mm-hmm. So that's what I try to teach them. And also letting them know that you are enough. And the book that we wrote with Dr. Laika really share, starts off with love. Uh, it talks about love and there's all the different golden pros. And at the end, it ends with empowerment. So that's wow. really emotional intelligence. Being at the top is, is basically like the Maslow. Mm-hmm. Hierarchy. Yeah. And then you get to the top. But once you're at the top, it doesn't mean that's the end. You gotta come back down and pull other people along with yes, you. So it's an ongoing cycle. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So my listeners, we did not get a chance to really go into the secrets to living a fantastic life. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put Dr. Laika's interview in the show notes here. So once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com and you can listen to Dr. Laika's 
interview about The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, which will give you all of the 13 Golden Pearls and all of the nuances of that, as well as how this book was written. And so you will definitely be inspired as well. Harriet Tinka, I have had an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. Thank you so much. If my listeners want to find out more information about you, uh, to purchase your book and to learn more about you overall, where would they find this information online? Oh, you bet. So so, um, I don't know if Dr. Laika shared the Golden Pearls uh, phone number where people can text in. It's uh, they text in the word Golden Pearls to 1-819-717-2515. And they'll get a Golden Pearls every, every Tuesday, which is very inspirational. Yes, so that's is. where they can go. And to get the book, it's, uh, it's on Amazon, but you can also go, go to www.fantasticlifebook.com. So that's where they can get the book in addition to Amazon. Or, and if they want to get a hold of me, it's on my website, www.empoweredme.ca. So at empoweredme.ca. Wonderful. Well, here, my listeners also note that if they're not able to find this information any other place, once again, go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I will link you directly with Amazon as well to purchase The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. Once again, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. I truly appreciate it. Oh, it was fun, James. I had a great time and thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.